Easy credit to micro, small and medium enterprises, MSMEs, enhanced public funding to capital expenditure and stimulating private investments, government officials and experts said. Modi government's capital expenditure during Q1 of FY23 stands at 1.75 lakh crore rupees, which is equivalent to capital expenditure in the whole financial year of 2013-14 during the Congress-led United Progressive Alliance UPA, era, one of them said. India's private final consumption expenditure PFCE, in the first quarter of the current fiscal year is 22 lakh crore rupees, which is an increase of 10% compared to pre-pandemic levels of 20 lakh crore in 2019-20, indicating a sustained increase in household consumption despite pandemic disruptions, he said. The Kerala High Court has recently made some observations about marriage and its sanctity in today's society. A division bench of Justice Muhammad Mustak and Justice Sophie Thomas noted that the use and throw culture has affected matrimonial relationships and the younger generation sees marriage as evil, Live Law reported. The bench observed that the younger generation avoids marriage to enjoy free life without liabilities or obligations. They would expand the word wife as worry invited forever substituting the old concept of wise investment forever. The consumer culture of use and throw seems to have influenced our matrimonial relationships also. Live-in relationships are on the rise, just to say goodbye when they fell apart, it said. Kerala, known as God's own country, was once famous for its well-knit family bondage. But the present trend it seems to break the nuptial tie on flimsy or selfish reasons, or for extramarital relationships, even unmindful of their children. The wails and screams coming out of disturbed and destroyed families are liable to shake the conscience of society as a whole. When warring couples, deserted children and desperate divorcees occupy the majority of our population, no doubt it will adversely affect the tranquility of our social life and our society will have stunted growth, the bench observed. As Telangana Chief Minister Kachandra Sheikh Hora on Wednesday met Bihar Chief Minister Nitish Kumar, a video clip of their press conference has gone viral, courtesy of BJP leaders. It was when KCR was asked about the alliance of the opposition parties for the 2024 Lok Sabha election and whether the Congress will have a role in it. In the video, it can be seen that while KCR is engaged in answering the question, Nitish Kumar urges him to dismiss such questions. Bihar Deputy Chief Minister Tejashwi Yadav was also present at the stage. Have not seen such a press conference. KCR insulted Nitish Kumar, BJP leader Giriraj Singh said. BJP's Amit Malwilya, on the other hand, said it was KCR who got insulted. Did KCR travel to Patna to get insulted like this? 
Nitish Kumar didn't even accord him the basic courtesy of completing his point in a press interaction. Nitish was dismissive of KCR's pleas to let him finish. But then that is Nitish Kumar. Self-conceited. KCR asked for it, Malviya tweeted along with the video clip. Sushil Modi wrote, Nitish Kumar called KCR to seal his candidature for the post of the PM. But KCR did not even take his name. Nitish ji got up and attempted to leave the stage. Congress leaders chanted Rahul Gandhi's name. What can be more insulting than this? KCR was asked about his opinion on Nitish Kumar as the PM post contender in 2024, speculation that has been going rife after the change of guard in Bihar in which Nitish Kumar sided with the Congress and the RJD walking out of the NDA alliance. Who am I to say this? If I say this, then somebody might object. Why are you in such a rush? Let us sit and talk about this first, KCR said. The question prompted Nitish Kumar and Tejashwi to leave their seats and stand up, possibly signaling that the press conference ended. I am sitting, you also please sit, KCR said to a journalist. Rishi Sunak struck a personal note in the final hustings event before the election for a new Conservative Party leader and British Prime Minister concludes, as he thanked his parents and wife Ikshita Murti for their support. This final hustings is special for me because the two people who inspired me to enter public service are actually here tonight, my mum and dad, opened Sunak, as the cameras panned to the front row where his general practitioner father Yashwir and pharmacist mother Osha were seated with his wife, Akshita. It was their example of service and what they did for people that inspired me to enter politics. Mum, Dad thank you for always sacrificing and striving to provide a better life for your kids than you had. And, thank you for teaching me that with hard work and belief and the love of your family there is no limit to what someone can achieve in our great country, he said, to applause and cheers from the crowd. Turning to his incredible, loving, kind wife, the daughter of Infosys co-founder Narayanar Murthy and author Sudar Murthy. The 42-year-old Tory MP for Richmond in Yorkshire referenced their love story as students at Stanford University in the US. You know what you mean to me, and I am incredibly grateful that 18 years ago you chose to give up your high heels and take a chance on the short kid with a backpack, he said. The greatest sacrifice I have made is that I have been an appalling husband and father for the past couple of years, it's as simple as that replied Sunak to a question about his greatest sacrifice to be in the running to become the UK's first non-white prime minister. That is something that is really hard for me because I love my kids to bits, I love my wife to bits and unfortunately, I have not been able to be as present in their lives at all in the past few years as I would have liked to have been, he said. But that's because I believe it's an enormous privilege to have these jobs. I care passionately about our country and think I can offer something that will benefit millions of people, that's why I do it and I am really blessed to have their support as I do," he added. China on Thursday said a major United Nations report into alleged human rights abuses in the Xinjiang region was a political tool against Beijing. A long-awaited report by the UN Human Rights Office said allegations of torture in the far western region were credible and cited possible crimes against humanity. The so-called critical report you mentioned is planned and manufactured firsthand by the US and some western forces, it is wholly illegal and invalid, Foreign Ministry spokesman Wang Wenbin told a regular briefing. 
The report is a hodgepodge of misinformation, and it is a political tool used as part of the West's strategy of using Xinjiang to control China, he added. Wang said the UN Rights Office had sunk to, becoming, the thug and accomplice of the US and the West against the vast majority of developing countries. China for years has been accused of detaining more than one million Uyghurs and other Muslims in Xinjiang. Beijing has vehemently rejected the claims, insisting it is running vocational centers designed to curb extremism. The assessment released late Wednesday by the UN Human Rights Office in Geneva concluded that China has committed serious human rights violations under its anti-terrorism and anti-extremism policies and calls for urgent attention from the UN, the world community and China itself to address them. The report largely corroborates earlier reporting by researchers, advocacy groups and the news media, while carefully steering away from estimates and other findings that cannot be definitively proven. It adds the weight of the UN to the conclusions, though China showed no sign of backing off its blanket denials and portraying the criticism as a politicized Western smear campaign. You were listening to the HT Daily News Wrap, a beta production brought to you by HT Smartcast. Please give us feedback on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at HT Smartcast or via email to podcasts at hindustantimes.com. Until next time. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.